A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers. They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. 
Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Today is Monday. So many of you already know exactly what this type of episode is going to be. It is going to be the type of episode that you're going to want to listen to all the way through because it's going to contain incredible analyses of several different appearances of Bachelor Nation players on various podcasts throughout the nation and even one podcast that is not within the nation at all. One that is so far... Wow. <laughs> That's right. We are going to be doing a Digging Deeper, as you may have known. I went so far in this Digging Deeper outside of Bachelor Nation that I wound up listening to a podcast called Hoot and a Half with Matt King, who is a comedian, because they had a very special guest on who is from within the nation, and he revealed some incredible stuff. So you're now just listening to all podcasts. I now listen to 100% of all podcasts produced. Perfect. And I pull out the most important things that are germane to our beloved game. That's how this works. I'm now listening to every podcast at a hundred times speed so I can break down an hour long podcast in five seconds. And it's, it's fantastic. I'm just training. my Everything brain. is the pit. Yeah. I'm just trying to become a computer. Is that okay? I mean, I'm going to get there eventually. Once we all have chips in our head, I won't even have to listen to the podcast. I could just download them. You look close with the video game chair. I'm getting Looks closer every day. Like you're part of a machine. <laughs> We're all part of the machine. That being said, are you ready, Pace Case, to dig into these clips? I'm ready. This is... Digging Deeper. All right. Many of you know how this works. If you've listened to a Digging Deeper before, we're going to play some clips, and then we're going to analyze those clips. We have today for you an offering of one dozen such clips from one, two, three for five different podcasts and we are going to start out with a podcast that came out on 825 called hoot and a half with matt king matt king is a comedian he has 1.2 million instagram followers and he does this podcast and on august 25th they had a very special guest his name was nick vial they discussed hmm. Vial's large family, his interest in the visual arts, his childhood nickname, which was Nikki Lunches. I didn't know that until this uh, podcast. <laughs> they talked about his experience on Dancing with the Stars, his love of dance, the evolution of his podcast from a single episode per week to now he does three episodes a week, his essential oils business that he runs with his sister, a wide variety of things. But the shit we're going to get into is four clips where Vial is openly talking about the game itself, some of the mechanics behind it, his experience in it. And this first clip we're going to play you is essentially about how the lead views the various players in the game. Are you ready? Let me know what Lunches has to say. Uh, within the first like few weeks, don't you kind of already figure out who your final five can be? I think and most most leads have a... After night one, you you have your your top four or five locked in. Now with then with the eliminations, are they like don't eliminate her, keep this person on because they're entertaining. You don't have to send anyone home you don't want to send home. Okay. And since there's you know anywhere from twenty five to thirty people, and if you only like have you don't have a top thirty, 
Okay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you yeah, have definitely. a top four or five, and there's just a bunch of people you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, and then and that can shift a little bit, right? But uh, usually, like, well, well, never. Like, you don't have to send someone home you don't home. If you're like, listen, I really like this person. I really want to get to know them. I, I don't know them yet. Um, you you are you are in total charge there. They and give you the time to explore what you want to explore. Yeah, uh, if you're like I really like this person, they're not going to send them home. So lunch is here. He's talking about what that you have a top four or five, but you might have some floaters that you want to keep in that you might want to get to know. So you're allowed to keep whoever you want to keep if you have a strong opinion. I feel like he's saying. Something slightly different, that there are not people you want to get to know better, that on night one, there are four or five people that you're like, these are the people I'm, that I give a shit about. Everything else in a season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette is pure acting. They're still making out with all these people. They're still going on one-on-one dates, group dates with all these people, giving out group date roses, pretending to care about PTCs, all that shit. That is all acting. That's basically what he's telling us here in his usual high energy delivery. <laughs> I mean, I've seen his acting. I've seen that Hallmark yeah. movie. I just don't know that you would be capable of acting that much. He is. Look, we even know from other podcasts that he chose uh-huh. Vanessa Grimaldi as his rose winner or as his ring winner on night one literally everybody else was acting they none of the fantasy suites vanessa grimaldi was the only person he had sex with they made it seem like he had sex with rachel Lindsay. they made it definitely seem like he had sex with raven gates they cut raven a whole gates. fucking <laughs> orgasm montage to it all of that was acting on everybody's part how much of what we're watching in our beloved game the whole thing is acting i feel like this whole bachelor in paradise season is acting absolutely it's all coming out now about the fucking the bracelet the fucking necklace these all come from a box that the producers have that just has random jewelry in it baylock high was talking about that what on his instagram stories yeah oh my god i knew it they have a jewelry corner we now know that jacinia cruz and chris conron met a month before they went to go shoot Paradise in San Diego when there was that big hangout between a bunch of players and Katie Thurston and mm-hmm. I think Brett Vergara was there. It, it's all acting. None of this shit is real. Like, are Jacinia and Chris Conran on sand exploring a relationship? Of course. But they set it up in San Diego. They had to have had a conversation, at least cursorily, about like, hey, I'm going on Paradise, or you? They would have known at that point. They would have at least been contacted by producers at that point. They had to have at least mentioned that. There's a picture of them sitting together with their arms around each other from a month before. Consummated. <laughs> I'm not saying they consummated. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, we're getting a little off topic. We're, we're trying to talk about Nick Vial on the podcast, but it, it is kind of uh, part and parcel of all the same thing. None of this shit's real. The show you're watching is primarily false. Yes, love can come out of it. Yes, relationships can happen. But as Vile says here, only four or five people go into your kind of top category. Everyone else is window dressing. Everyone else is the producers Mm -hmm. arranging 
deck chairs on the Titanic, figuring out what order they're going to get kicked off in, who's going to be the villain, what are the rivalries, what are the stories. And this is proof of that, in my humble opinion. It also makes sense why he doesn't respect people other than the top four. Exactly. He discarded 90% of the players in his mind on night one. But he's also been through the same thing as a player. And he was never discarded. I think that's why he has this idea of himself as Mm. like above it all. He's never had that experience of being not in the top four or five people immediately. Yeah. At any rate, let's move on to this next clip in which Vial is going to talk about levels of fame and kind of how it has changed over the course of the game's history. Are you ready? Let's do it. One thing that's always been like itching at me, and I feel like now it's becoming more true and true and uh, than ever, is it doesn't seem like a lot of contestants on The Bachelor really end up committing to their careers that they always have underneath their name. You know, I feel like now it's this huge competition to see who can be the best influencer couple. Yeah, it's changed. Going back to your world of being an orthodontist, or it's a- definitely changed. Uh, when I went on, like the internet wasn't what it is today. And I had ever, I went back the first time I went on. I just went back to work. Like I got, oh, I got yeah. off the show. I just started selling software again oh, yeah, for like, like a whole year. Instagram still was like very yeah. new. I had and like stuff. fifty thousand followers, and I was like one of the top guys for followers. Like that was a big deal. Whoa! And I was like fifty thousand. I mean, it is a big <laughs> yeah. deal. It's fifty thousand people. That's a whole like. Stadium. But you just went back to the office Monday morning. Yeah, hawking software, yeah. doing your thing. Yeah, I just went back to work, and then uh, I ended up going on again because I, you know had a relationship with the girl and whatever and then after that point i was just like uh i was like before i go back i mean literally the salesforce guys were very cool and supportive and they were like you should don't go and what they called is the hollywood thing um they were like you should go try to make something of this experience and you can come back whenever but don't come back unless you like it's don't want to you know don't come back and leave again mm-hmm but yeah, now it's different. Now there's like a playbook now, or perception of a playbook, or um, you know, with influencing and brand deals and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's uh, when I went on, I went on because I thought like it'd be cool like to try to vault to Europe and, and be like, hey, I don't know, like I used to think it would be cool to be on the like local news, so like that'd be fun. Like it was, I went for the experience, and then now it's turned into like a. It, I don't. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go on for the quote unquote right reasons because it, you're just you're aware of uh, what people have been able to make of it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hard to expect a, a level of genuineness. But like you know, we live in a world where people have like stopped thinking that two things can be true at the same time. Like you can go on and be cynical, and you can go on and. And be like, I, I guess I hope I get followers. And you can still fall victim to the environment that, and you could still fall in love. You know, you can still meet me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I like her. You know, like shit. And like, and you can take it seriously, even though you didn't think you would. No sane person goes on for love. No sane person <laughs> goes on for love. No sane person goes on for love. I wrote that again in all caps. <laughs> it's incredible what he's saying here. Also, his admission that even in his day, he went on for fame. When people say I went on for the experience, that's fame. And he describes fame in his era was 50,000 Instagram followers getting on your local news station. And he did find those things interesting. That was an appealing part of this journey, this experience, whatever you want to call it to him. 
I feel like there's an implication here that wanting to go on to be on the local news is for TRR versus now, though. Don't you feel like he's trying to differentiate this? Absolutely. Back in his day, 50,000 Instagram followers and winding up on the local news was considered for TRR because you couldn't turn that into a brand deal. Meanwhile, the very thing he's kind of shitting on about brand deals overtaking the 4TR nature of it, this motherfucker has a podcast network. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? That is the goal. And he even says it in here that his old work buddies were like, don't come back here unless you, you know, have done everything you can. Go try the Hollywood thing. The Hollywood thing is 4TWR. And he's doing it at one of the highest levels of any X player, especially someone who had 50,000 Instagram followers when he came off the first show. And then he went back in again. He double dipped to get more Instagram followers. Then he triple dipped in well, paradise. No, then he, he only went back because of his relationship, he says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just found this clip fucking fascinating because he really just lays it all out in the open. That it's like, yeah, fame is different now. People get brand deals and all this shit. And nobody can actually go into the game for the right reasons because they don't really fucking exist anymore the wrong reasons are ever present and they are the bigger draw and i i know a lot of people say i went in for the experience if you're saying that that means you're going in for instagram followers you're going to go do this crazy thing for a month and maybe you're going to wind up with a million instagram followers brand deal spawn con all that shit that's what the in quotes experience is I mean, I feel like he's trying to imply that the experience is like, this is a unique life activity to do. Who goes on a reality show? You're going to travel. I feel like that's involved in it. Your beer tour, a la Brendan, Canadian Brendan. <laughs> but you still have an Instagram account, right? And it's still public, right? And you're still trying to get as many followers as you can, right? If you're going on it for the experience, delete your Instagram. Have fun. Enjoy those trips. Mm -hmm. Don't try to turn into a brand deal. The experience is to get the brand deal. <laughs> I mean, he talks about this pretty openly in a variety of podcasts. I've never heard it stated here as clearly as he did, though. You know, you know what else he states here? He says, now there's a playbook. Who sent an early copy of How to Win the Bachelor to uh, <laughs> Nikki Lunches? <laughs> well, he says, Who did he it? He says it's implied, which is... Is maybe true now, but January 18th, it will no longer be implied. It will be a concrete reality. How to win The Bachelor. You can pre-order now anywhere you get your books. <laughs> no, I, this quote, no sane person goes on for love is so beautiful. And at this point, it is becoming more and more hypocritical, the show, targeting people, giving them villain edits for the thinking about being the next Bachelor. Any suggestion that you're not for TRR is ridiculous, even though he's saying there is no such thing as for TRR anymore. No one is 100% for TRR. If there ever were. Yeah, not possible. I think in the first couple of seasons, yes. It's very similar to like Real World or any other reality franchise that stands the test of time. If you watch that first season of Real World, none of those kids have any idea they might be famous off this. And one of them is even trying to be famous. Eric Nice is like a model actor who's had some success and he winds mm -hmm. up getting a job after real world on MTV's the grind. He hosts this dance show. They didn't understand what was about to happen to them because that was the first season of that show. They all became super famous immediately. Mm -hmm. Season two. It's like, okay, 
they have a little more idea of like, maybe this is going to be good for me in terms of exposure. By season three, four, five, everybody on it is there just to get famous. And I think the same is, is true of Bachelor. Once you get into like Bob Guinea territory, season four, everybody's there seeking some kind of fame. By the way, I liked this tid about Salesforce being like, go do your Hollywood thing. Like, <laughs> I want to see these conversations of him and his like software sales buddies being like, all right, man, you're going to yeah. go do the TV thing. Good luck, bud. <laughs> bro, <laughs> Just keep those numbers up when you get back. Let's have one last round of beers, bro. And then you go out to Hollywood. You kill it, bro. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like them roasting him when he goes back to work there a year. I like to picture that. You took you took things from me, bro. <laughs> yeah. You took things from me. A happy hour last night. Bro, how could you make love to me if you weren't in love with me, bro? That was sick, bro. <laughs> you fucking burned her so hard, bro. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We still have two more clips from this podcast. The next one, Mr. Vial discusses one of the international Bachelor games, and a special game mechanic that exists only in that version. This blew my mind. Are you ready for this clip? I don't think so, but let's do it. If you were to change a rule or add a rule to the Bachelor universe to make it more interesting or better or more competitive, like I'm sure you've had thoughts of how you can make it a more Nick version. What would you change about The Bachelor if you were in charge? That's a great question. I don't know if everyone's asked. He has better like questions that. than me. Dude. No, I don't. Yes, an, you do. It's an excellent question. I was having dinner with a friend recently who who used to work on the show, and and the Bachelor franchise has different iterations in every country now. There's a Bachelor Japan. There's a Bachelor Australia, and whatever. And it's like a McDonald's. They have to adhere to like certain standards, um, but also culturally, the show's mm-hmm. different, and. Apparently, in Bachelor Japan, they have I think like called the Black Rose, and 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 th- and this rose, um, and I thought it was a cool idea that they should incorporate it. But apparently, um, the Black Rose, if you you can present it to the lead, the Bachelorette or the Bachelor, and you can like automatically get a one on one if they accept. Oh. But if they don't, you go home. The Black Rose of Japan. I don't know how <laughs> to watch the Japanese version. I tried to look it up. It does not appear to be available anywhere in the United States of America. I have to see this. I Yes. <laughs> we need to watch this. I think in Japan, the culture of marriage and kind of the industry around it is also like bigger than it is in america i remember a long time ago not a long time ago less than 10 years ago i wrote an article about diamond rings and i was doing a bunch of research and in america all the big diamond cartels say you should put uh i believe it's two months salary away for your ring price that's like a good gauge of it in japan they were able to promote the idea of three months Oh my god. And it stuck. Really? I didn't know this. I wonder Yeah, I wonder what how they introduced this, why they introduced it. I think it's just when these shows get when the bachelor gets pushed out to other countries, I think those producers are like, "Oh, let's snaz this up. Let's do something." But that mechanic is fascinating. So, 
especially when you take into account that the third audience is also involved in this. So to get the Black Rose, I don't think every player has the opportunity to use it. I can't imagine because then they would just like imagine that unionization play. Yeah, they all do it on night one. Take me on a one-on-one or I go home. Oh, show's over. I think they probably dole it out almost like a knock-knock is doled out in the contemporary game. You get one every like other episode about. Maybe it's even less frequent than that because you can really only give it to a player who you know is going to get sent home or you know is not going to get sent home. Right. You only want players to get it who you want to see on one-on-one dates. To me, I was like, this is the gameplay equivalent of a make me stay, essentially. Right. Like you're laying it all on the line. You're like, either send me home or actually give us a real try. And this type of thing, too, is like, you know, the producers always say this isn't a game that it's like people are there or they don't openly say that, but it's heavily implied that this is not a game. People are not playing a game. Meanwhile, we've got Vial here just talking all about the game and blah, blah, blah. But then in these other countries, when they do things like a black rose and how is that not a fucking game? It's literally a new rule. It's a new game mechanic added. And I know that in America, we've watched this show now for 25 fucking seasons and 17 of Bachelorette and seven of BIP. We are very familiar with how the game works. And so it kind of bleeds away out of our mind that it even is a game because the mechanics are so mm-hmm. like rooted in, we know what a rose ceremony is. We know what a one-on, a two-on-one, fucking three-on-one. We know all this shit. And so we kind of forget, I think, that these are hardcore rules of this game. But here, when you hear about, in Japan, they have this other rule. You're like, holy fuck. At least for me, it snapped me right back into the mindset of like, oh, yeah, this is like a a straight game. And I know we even wrote a fucking book about how it's a game and how to win that game. And sometimes (laughs) it still slips my mind. But it it reminded me a lot of the experimental era, the white roses on that group date during season four in which you had to get a white rose or you were sent home on the group date. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to get you through rose ceremony. Or the yellow roses of season six that were used as voting ballots to determine if Jay Overby or Byron Velvick was going to be the bachelor that season. Uh, you know, we should do a uh, bachelor universe. Jay Overby <laughs> is the bachelor that wins the yellow rose contest. <laughs> I think that's probably what people are people really want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the deep pit shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Delgado is not our <laughs> ring winner. She doesn't invent the hooju. There's never a hooju. I mean Oh my god. There would have been a hooju eventually. I don't think you could hold back the subsport. There would have. Yeah. You tell me Melissa Rycroft wouldn't have been doing hooju. Just hoo-jus? natural to the game. Rycroft didn't have a choice. Hooju's in her blood. Okay, moving on to the next clip. <laughs> so this next clip, we definitely saved the best of this podcast for last. In this clip, Nick Vial openly states something that we have said for a very long time. Are you ready to hear it? Let's do it. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. 
The rest of this hour-long episode has clips from a variety of other podcasts. We got clips from Talking It Out with Mike Johnson and Brian Abbasolo. We got clips from Talking It Out with Mike Johnson and Grocery Store Joe filling in for Brian Abbasolo in another episode that they did. We got clips from Your Favorite Thing with Wells Adams and Brandy Cyrus. We got clips from Bachelor Happy Hour and the guest was Lance Bass and he talks about maybe being the host forever. A wide variety of stuff, including Thomas Jacobs talking about how he views this entire thing as a game and what the gameplay mechanics are to him. And he even asks Mike Johnson and Brian Abbasolo if they ever thought about being The Bachelor when they were playing. And their answers, or non-answers as it may be, are fascinating and we have a lot to say about them. So, if you want to hear the rest of this episode, please join us at the bottom of the pit. You just go to patreon.com slash gameofroses. And once you join us down here, you get access to this episode. You get access to all the episodes we've been putting out for months and months and months now. I don't know how many we got in there. Over 20, I think, new episodes that you can dig through just as we dig through these clips of all these podcasts. You also get access to our Discord, which is where a growing community of people down at the bottom of the pit are now having conversations all day long about various things in Bachelor Nation and things outside of Bachelor Nation like Pokemon Go and UFOs which I definitely chime in to that conversation from time to time. And you get access to Creatures of the Weekend. You get access to our live shows that we do every Monday at 4.30, which usually takes place before the game. And you also get access to whatever else we can dredge up from the murky waters at the bottom of the pit, which includes songs, little videos, weird pictures, anything that we can find that is somehow complementary to the game, that sheds some new light on it or provides some new information. So we hope to see you at the bottom of the pit very soon. It's the pit, you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit. You want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit. Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit, you can get it in, and dig around in all this content, it's the pit, come on, admit, you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits, it's the pit, there's room enough to fit, everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. 
Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.